you are listening to Healthy-ish, your almost daily podcast from body and soul. I'm your host, Felicity Harley, and today I Zoom best-selling author Jordana Levine from the sunny surrounds of Byron Bay to talk heartbreak. Her new book, High Love, is all about using the power of mindfulness and manifesting it to find love, but she's also realistic. We all know that with love can come you guessed it, heartbreak. And she's got some really awesome tips actually on navigating a breakup and emerging as a whole person without losing yourself in chocolate. Jordana, hi, and welcome to Healthy-ish. So heartbreak, it sucks, especially as you say in your book, when it renders you unable to think and talk and sleep. Oh, that is the worst. So why is it best to feel all these horrible, big, ugly feelings? Yeah, it doesn't feel good to have to feel them. But if we can feel them, what happens is they move through us faster. So we, we really need to give ourselves the space and the time to feel into our emotions because If we don't, if we ignore them and we suppress them, what happens is they start to culminate inside of us and what we'll find is that they're likely going to surface in our next relationship. And if you kind of think of it as a visual, it's not not the nicest visual, but it works for me. If you think of like a toilet bowl and you just keep putting, for lack of a better word, shit in it, it's just going to keep piling up unless you flush and release it, right? So if you just keep storing your emotions in there without releasing it out, at one point, it's either going to overflow, usually at an inopportune time, or it's going to explode. So I like to think of that with our emotions after heartbreak. Let them go, feel them, and they'll move through you so much faster. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, you just you just want to pull yourself together and think, hang on, I can go on, I can go on. But often just crying for the whole day is okay and will make you yeah it just and you feel better the next day but anyway I do do. love your idea of writing a letter after heartbreak Mm. now obviously it's to our ex I'm assuming so who is it to and and should we send it should we delete it should we send it for what should we do how do we do this okay well in my book what I do is I get you to write a letter to every single person you've ever been in a relationship with dated had a crush on If you feel that there's still triggers there or things that you might not have worked through. And in this letter, you're basically just saying everything that you needed to say to them that you didn't get an opportunity to. Sometimes you might need to forgive them. Sometimes you might need to forgive yourself. Anything that needs to be said goes into this letter. But the clincher is you don't send it. (laughs) The catharsis is in writing the letter. And sometimes if we can just get it out, pen to paper really helps with that we actually feel that we're processing it and we can actually move past it. Why do we not send the letters? I think sometimes it opens up wounds that don't need to be opened and we don't get the response that we need. So it really is just a self processing exercise. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. And and one of the things about heartbreak, you know, when you're when it first happens or if you're still processing it a year later because often it can take us years to process, it, it's so hard to focus on the positives and find the silver lining, but you talk about the importance of this. So, why is it important and how can we, you know, shift our thinking to be more positive about a breakup that has just ripped our heart out. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, heartbreak really bloody hurts, right? 
And if we can't find a silver lining in it, then what's the point of going through it? And I, and the silver lining isn't about remembering all the good times and just focusing on those because I don't think that's very helpful either. But it's having a look at the relationship and what you were able to take from it, what you were able to learn from it, how you can heal from it so that you go into the next relationship with more experience um, and usually not having to uh, experience that lesson again. If we go into a relationship and we go in experiencing exactly the same mistakes because we haven't taken the time to learn the lesson from the previous one, we're just going to keep experiencing it again and again. Yeah, actually, you just reminded me when it, you know, I read Women's Health magazine for many years and after every issue, we sat down and did what they call a post-mortem where we flagged mm. up, you know, we just put post-it notes in the issue of the magazine and, and discuss things amongst in, in the staff about, you know, things that have worked and things that didn't and how can we learn. I mean, I know this is so different, um, but it, it's a really good good thing to just sit down and go, okay, what's good? What wasn't good? Because often we're so clouded by, hang on, but this was really good and this was really great and I'm going to miss this. And and we don't, we just have to pull it all apart for what it is and, and be really raw and honest about the relationship, I think. Absolutely. And I think the key here is remembering that it's a self-awareness piece. It's not about sitting down and writing down all the things that they did wrong. It's about And it's not about writing what you did wrong either. It's just about picking apart what you can take from it and how you can grow as a person from it. And it's it's exactly like the post-mortem after an issue's come out. I think that's a really good example. Yeah. I I mean, I feel I'm not taking away from people's heartache with that, but, you know, (laughs) it kind of works. Now, (laughs) one of your pieces of advice is to focus on your personal vibration. Now, I think this comes through your book quite a bit, right, in the first bit when you talk about finding love. Um, Explain that to me. What's the whole you know, meaning behind that? Yeah. Well, the term personal vibration, um, I use it to describe that feeling of being in full alignment with yourself. And you know, the feeling like you feel really comfortable in your skin, your posture is really good. You find words flow out of your mouth really easily. Um, It's usually for people when I say, when do you feel like the most true version of you? It's usually when they're with certain friends or certain family members or doing certain activities. So what I encourage people to do is find out what that personal vibration feels like for them and what they can do to strengthen it and also being aware of what weakens it. And if you can constantly nurture your personal vibration, when it comes to relationships, you're actually walking in knowing exactly who you are and what you want. And you can use that as a barometer of whether or not the relationship is serving you or it's actually a disservice to you. So if you're in a relationship and you're finding it really hard to tap into your own authenticity and be in full alignment with yourself while in partnership with someone else, it's probably not the right relationship for you. And when it comes to heartbreak, if we can have a personal vibration that we're aware of, then when the heartbreak ends, it's easier to come back to self. We haven't felt like we've lost ourselves completely in that relationship that's now over. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a really valuable piece of advice because if we're strong in, in knowledge of who we are and, and what we want, then it, it, you just don't lose yourself as much in a relationship as well. I think you, you can go, but, but this is me. And, and you want someone to come into your life and bring out the best in you, which you know, you know, you know who you are and what is the best. And you want someone to just 
you know, make you, make you better and bring positive things into your life. So um, fantastic that advice means- and hopefully that's helped some people who are either experiencing heartbreak, who are coming out of the end of heartbreak or might want to be breaking up with someone. But thank you so much, Jordana. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to chat to you and um, congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much. So there we go, listeners. Jordana says you can lose yourself in chocolate. You've got to feel those feels. You've got to cry. You've got to binge on Netflix. You've got to drink red wine with your girlfriends. And yes, you can eat chocolate. So thanks so much for listening to us. And make sure you follow us on Instagram for lots of fun, funny memes, health inspo and the like. But thank you for joining us as always. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe. And until tomorrow, at least, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.